Hi there, and welcome to Revitalize the Everyday Audio Bible with me, your host, Lady Lincoln. Today we'll be reading from Genesis 26, Psalm 26, and Matthew 26. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I absolutely delight in knowing you. I love your word, and I love your faithfulness, and I love your hope. I love your mercy, and I love your kindness, and your compassion. My Lord and my God, you are eternal and you are everlasting. Thank you for today. Father, I put this fresh week into your hands that your name would be praised and your name would indeed be glorified and lifted up. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this space, into this room, that you would speak, that you would reveal and you would also be glorified. Lord Jesus, I also invite you into this room, into this space you will be worshipped and adored through the word of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Genesis 26 Now there was a famine in the land of Canaan, besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. And so Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. Now the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt, stay in the land of which I tell you. Live temporarily as a resident in this land and I will be with you and I will bless and favour you for I will give all these lands to you and your descendants and I will establish and carry out the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heavens and will give to your descendants all these lands and by your descendants shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because Abraham listened to and obeyed my voice and consistently kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. The men of the place asked him about his wife and he said, She is my sister. For he was afraid to say my wife, thinking the men of the place might kill him on account of Rebekah since she was so beautiful. It happened when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out of the window and saw Isaac caressing Rebekah, his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, See here, Rebekah is in fact your wife. How did you dare say to me she's my sister? And Isaac said to him, "Because Because I thought I might be killed because of her desirability. Abimelech said, what is this that you have done to us? One of the men among our people might easily have been intimate with your wife and you would have brought guilt on us before God. Then Abimelech commanded all his people, whoever touches this man, Isaac or his wife, Rebekah, shall without exception be put to death. Then Isaac planted seed in that land as a farmer and reaped in the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted and the Lord blessed and favoured him and the man Isaac became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and extremely distinguished he owned flocks and herds in a great household with a number of servants and the Philistines envied him now all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father Philistines stopped up by filling them with dirt. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from here, because you are far too powerful for us. So Isaac left that region and camped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Now Isaac 
again dug and reopened the wells of water which had been dug in the days of Abraham his father because the Philistines had filled them up with dirt after the death of Abraham and he gave the wells the same names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servant dug in the valley and found there a well of flowing spring water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarrelled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So Isaac, Isaac named the well Eset, quarrelling, because they quarrelled with him. Then his servants dug another well, and they quarrelled over that too. So Isaac named it Sitna, enmity. He moved away from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over that one. So he named it Rehoboth, broad places saying for now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be prosperous in the land when he went up from there to Beersheba the Lord appeared to him the same night and said I am a God of Abraham your father do not be afraid for I am with you I will bless and favor you and multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham so Isaac built an altar and there called on the name of the Lord in prayer he pitched his tent there and there Isaac's servants dug a well then Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Azu Ahuzath his close friend and confidential advisor and Phicol the commander of his army Isaac said to them why have you people come to me since you hate me and have sent me away from you they said we see clearly that the Lord has been with you so we said there should now be an oath between us with a curse for the one who breaks it, that is, between you and us, and let us make a covenant binding agreement, solemn praise with you, that you will not harm us, just as we have not touched you, and have done nothing but good to you, and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed and favoured of the Lord. Then Isaac held a formal banquet, a covenant feast for them, and they ate and drank. They got up early in the morning, and swore oaths, pledging to do nothing, but good to each other and Isaac sent them on their way and they left him in peace now on the same day Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug saying we have found water so he named the well Sheba therefore the name of the city is Bathsheba to this day when Esau was 40 years old he married Judith the daughter of Beeri the Hittite and Basimath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, as his wives, and they were a source of grief to Esau's parents, Isaac and Rebekah. Psalm 26 Protestation of integrity and prayer for protection, a psalm of David. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have relied on and trusted confidently in the Lord, without wavering, and I shall not slip. Examine me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind, for your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked faithfully in your truth. I do not sit with deceitful or unethical or worthless men, nor seek companionship with pretenders, self-righteous hypocrites. I hate the company of evildoers, and I will not sit (coughs) with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence, And I will go about your altar, O Lord, that I may proclaim with a voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders. O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. 
do not sweep my soul away with sinners, nor sweep away my life with men of bloodshed, in whose hands is a wicked scheme, and whose right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be merciful and gracious to me. My foot stands on a level place. In the congregations, I will bless the Lord. Matthew 26 When Jesus had, Jesus had finished this discourse, he said to his disciples, You know that the Passover is coming in two days, and the Son of Man is to be betrayed and handed over for crucifixion. And then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the courtyard of the elegant home of the Jewish high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and plotted together to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, it must not be during the festival of Passover, otherwise there might be a riot among the people. Now when Jesus was back in Bethany, at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster vial of very expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' head as he reclined at the table. But when the disciples saw it, they were indignant and angry, saying, Why all this waste of money? For this perfume might have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of the malice of this remark, said to them, Why why are you bothering this woman? She has done a good thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, wherever this gospel of salvation is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in the memory of her for her act of love and devotion. Then one of the twelve disciples, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand Jesus over to you? And they weighed out thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment Judas began looking for an opportune time to betray Jesus. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, Passover week, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time to suffer and atone for sin is near. I am to keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. Accordingly, the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve disciples, and as they were, as they were eating, he said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, that one of you will betray me. Being deeply grieved and extremely distressed, each one of them began to say to him, Surely not I, Lord. And Jesus answered, He who has dipped his hand in the bowl with me as a pretense of friendship will be- betray me. The Son of Man is to go to the cross, just as it is written in Scripture of him. But woe, judgment is coming to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed and it would have been good for the man if he had never been born. And Judas the the betrayer said, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. Now as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the the disciples and said, Take, eat, and this is my body. 
And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new and better covenant, which ratifies the agreement and is being poured out for many as a substitutionary atonement for the forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And then Jesus said to them, You would all fall away because of me. This night delusioned about me, confused, and some even ashamed of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised to life, I will go ahead of you in leading the way to Galilee. Peter replied to him, Though they all fall away because of you, and doubt and disown you, I will never fall away. And Jesus said to him, I assure you and I solemnly say to you this night, before a rooster crows, you will completely deny me three times. And Peter said to Jesus, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, Olive Press. And he told his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, he began to be grieved and greatly distressed. And then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved, so that I am almost dying of sorrow. Stay here, stay awake, and keep watch with me. And after going a little further, he fell face down and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, that is, consistent with your will, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you men could not stay awake and keep watch with me for just one hour? Keep actively watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh, the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words once more. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Listen, the hour of my sacrifice is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners, whose way in nature is to oppose God. Get up, let us go, and look, my betrayer is near. As Jesus was still speaking, in Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples came up, accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came as representatives from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Greetings, rejoice, Rabbi, and he kissed him in a deliberate act of betrayal. Jesus said to Judas, Friend, do what you came for. And then they came and seized Jesus and arrested him. And one of those who were with Jesus reached out and drew his sword and struck Malchus, the slave of the high priest, and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back in its place. 
For all those who habitually draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will immediately provide me with more than twelve legions of angels? How then will the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen this way? And at that moment, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would against a robber? Day after day I used to sit in the porches and courts of the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all this has taken place so that the scripture of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him, deserted him and fled. Those who had seized Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, had gathered illegally together. But Peter followed him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the elegant home of the Jewish high priest, and went inside and sat with the guards to see the outcome. Now, the chief priests and the whole council, Sanhedrin, Jewish high, high court, tried to get false witnesses to testify against Jesus so that they might have reason to put him to death. They found none, and even though many false witnesses came forward, at least two came forward and testified. This man said, I'm able to tear down the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to Jesus, have you no answer to give? What is it that these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent and the high priest said to him, I call on you to swear a binding oath by the living God that you tell us whether you are Christ, the son of God. Jesus said to him, you have in fact said it, but more than that, I tell you, regardless of what you do to me or with me, in the future, you will see me, me revealed as the son of man, seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. <laughs> and then the high priest tore his robes in mock horror and exclaimed, he has blasphemed by making himself God's equal. What further need have we of witness or evidence? You see, you have now heard the blasphemy. And what do you think? They answered, he deserves to be put to death. Then they spat in his face and struck him with their fists. And some slapped him, saying, prophesy to us then, you Christ, Messiah, anointed. Who was it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. And a servant girl came up to him and said, you too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you were talking about. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another servant girl saw him and said to the bystanders, This man, this man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again he denied it with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Surely you are one of them too, for even your Galilean accent gives you away. And then he began to curse, that is, to invoke God's judgment on himself and swear an oath. I do not know the man. And at that moment, a rooster crumbed. And Peter remembered the prophetic words of Jesus. And when he had said, before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly in repentance. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I'm so moved by your words. Um, and I'm overwhelmed because um, 
Jesus' friends spent three years in ministry with him and a lot of people would have known him as a carpenter's son. But at the point of his death, they just referred to him as a Galilean man, as a Nazarene man, not the son of God, not the king of kings, not the prince of peace, not the lord of lords, not even friend or comforter or guide or great teacher or rabbi. They diminished him to nothing, spat in his face, made fun of him and said, you know, well, if you're the Christ, prophesy who hit you. And he took these things for our sake. And so, Father, I thank you for the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the soon and coming King. I thank you for the humility and obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ in human flesh and what he subjected himself to for our behalf, on on our behalf. There is nobody on earth who will be prepared to take such slander and hatred for mankind. Accept your son. And you said in your word that each one of us have been led astray, but he has all the sins and transgressions laid upon him. So Father, I thank you. I thank you that apart from just protecting us, apart from keeping your promises to us and multiplying our descendants and blessing us in a time of famine and disorder and chaos, you even went to the cross. And I'm so glad to be considered one of yours. Now, Father, salvation only took place because of Christ's death. And you've asked us to give you, in exchange for a life, our life. (laughs) I think that's beyond reasonable holy spirit you have blessed me and worked in my heart to remind me again of the goodness of god the grace of god the mercy and compassion of god nothing is too hard for you and your word is my priority bless those who are listening that they would prosper that they would be protected that they would walk in the peace of their salvation but most of all that we would never deny you or be ashamed of you before friends, enemies, colleagues, relatives, opposition, high courts, may we never deny you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me and forgiving me of my sins, so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made, and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. 
I want to live for you, Jesus. And I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. And um, <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. And just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.